Hey, beautiful creatives. Welcome to Ranting Through Life, where we <laughs> unentangle the creative soul. I am your host, Shanua Lisa, as always, and today we're going to share a few behind-the-scenes secrets of the creative soul. So, let's go. So, okay, so I have, um, in the I've been thinking about, I've been thinking about love, 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 I don't know if that's the song, but you know, I've been thinking of love, like, and crushes, and everything like that, and how it affects my personal creative soul, and how I've seen it, uh, affect other people, I don't, I know that this is, this is the one thing I know I am not alone in, um, because, uh, someone a few weeks ago, uh, before I'm recording this and before this episode comes out, asked, like, was talking about, like, they were like, what's a situationship? You can tell that they are clearly not a millennial or a Gen Zer, but they were like, what's a situationship? And I was like, oh, it's complicated. And they were like, well, tell me about it. I was like, oh, no, no, but you know that, that Facebook status where you can put it's complicated? Yeah, that's a situationship. <laughs> Um, and then I, and I, they were like, yeah, you should talk about that on the show. And I'm like, what, what does that have to do with anything? Um, and then they were like, because of the conversation we we're having, um, where I was kind of talking about my rundown with love, like, and everything in between, uh, I realized that it had a lot to do with my creative journey. And I was like, oh, 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 yeah, let's let's talk about it it's kind of wild um no okay so recently as um I was about to say as many of you know from my first episode but now that I think about it I didn't the the ex I was talking about in my first episode has nothing to do with the breakup that I've been going through recently um but like yeah, like in my first episode or in the first episode of Ranting Through Life, Life Hats for the Creative Soul, the show that you're listening to right now, plug, um, <laughs> I like brought up uh, how my high school sweetheart was just all like, I'll, I won't even be with you on your deathbed. You can, you can, uh, I'll, I'll put your art next to your bed. Still think that's the funniest thing anyone has ever said to me. I've, I've heard a lot of really mean things, but that's the funniest also kind of mean thing that anyone's ever said to me but yeah I was thinking about it and someone asked me about it and it's like how how do how does love tie into all of this and like what kind of hacks are are there for that and I'm like ooh, I love a question I wish people asked more questions um but yeah okay so for me personally like I really early on was told that you know you always fall for your scene partner and I did not realize what that meant until I kept falling for my scene partners outside of acting and I was like wait but I'm not like but we're not even in a we're not even in a show together why why what is happening? Why do I dig you so hard? 
And then I realized that I was falling for the beautiful creativity that I saw in people or the creative conversations and the creative, this, I was falling for the creative and it's so kind of easy to fall for a creative. Like, I'm not gonna lie. I feel like some people even fall for me for that idea of the fact that I'm a creative and I'm like, wait, pause calm down um <laughs> but um but no uh like it, it's that kind of thing where there's that 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 saying where uh where it's like you love the idea of me and we're gonna you know break us creatives out of the idea of falling for the idea of another creative and I'm not saying creatives shouldn't date other creatives. I, I mean, I'll tell you about it later, but I, I think creatives and creatives can and should be together. And I'm hoping in the future, um, if any of you creative couples want to come on the show and that'd be great. Um, I loves me a good rom-com. I would love if another, if a creative couple came on and chit-chatted about, first of all, how they met and how they're creative juices flew like flowed um and how you know how they've been lasting you know um and if even if you guys wanted to only talk for a few minutes like 15 minutes or 20 minutes on whining creatives on wednesday on my instagram i would love that quick plug um yeah i'm i it, i told you guys it's late i have no guilt i'm really excited but like okay so so like my history is like when I was real, not real, real young, I was probably in like my teens somewhere. Um, and I fell for, you know, my scene partner. And my mom said, you always file for your scene partner. And I was just, cause it was one of those like, oh, like we were, we were flinging real hard and heavy. And then all of a sudden I was like left in my feelings alone and and I was like, oh, the scene. And I guess it was because the scene was over. But I was like real young and like haven't had the like, I didn't have my mind now or experiences like that one to tell me like, oh, no, no, this is what's going to be end up being a fling because you guys have nothing in common and don't actually like each other you like the characters that you portrayed cool 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 um yeah so yeah it didn't take me that long to figure that one out but it did but I did but like and that doesn't that's not okay so like I said it's not only you fall for your scene partners like if you're an actor like this doesn't this isn't something that only contributes to actors but I feel like us as creatives start, we start vibing. And like that same feeling that I'm, all, the, the reason that I do this show, honestly, is because I, I love talking to you guys. I love talking to other creatives. I love the feel. First of all, it's kind of selfish because I love the feeling I get when talking to you guys. But then I love um, the response um, that I get when talking to another creative because it's like, Oh, I'm helping you. You're helping me. We're doing this thing together. Um, and it's that togetherness. And then um, once you start, you know, mixing in the hormones and mixing in the, oh, we're attracted to each other. And oh, you need to take a step back. This is, this is kind of your hack. 
a little bit and you need to take a little take a little step back take a take two steps back two one step forward and and find out if it's like oh we're just vibing and we're friends and and maintaining that friendship because honestly creative friendships are awesome and like way more important than like confusing that with confusing it with other stuff um and some people can and some people can't and that's also fine i'm not saying do or don't date creatives uh i will probably eventually date another creative i i've dated so many non-creatives that i'm just like no 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 no, no. <laughs> because when i was you know younger that thing that you always fall for your leading man stuck in my head um I think I, I I went so far the other direction that I I kept dating people who like couldn't even understand my creative soul um and and so like I went the other way too far and I think it's Kevin Smith who doesn't date a creative which is kind of cool and like they're superly happily married. So I'm not saying that's like, oh, if you're a creative, you can't date a creative or you have to date a creative. Like that's stupid, date whoever you want. I'm saying don't get lost in the idea of anyone you date because they're your your scene partner, they're your leading man. Um, don't get caught in, I, I easily get caught in it because I loves me a rom-com. And if you guys, you know, you guys know I loves me a rom-com because uh, so many of the fictional <laughs> creatives that I talk about on the show are from rom-coms um, because I love them. And even the frictional creative of this week is, it's not from a rom-com, but a rom-com-esque TV show. And like... Yeah, so I loves me a rom-com, so I can't even be like, oh, no, 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 don't, don't, you know, do this super rom-com-y thing of, you know, getting the, the perf, what is it called? The, the perfect sexy circumstance, where it's just like, oh, we're in a show together, we gonna do this, oh, we're, uh, uh, I don't know, I don't know, I can't think, we're, we're, where we have to paint this big project together. Oh, where we're hosting a podcast together. Oh, oh my God. If you're a podcast host that's dating your co-host and you weren't dating before you started co-hosting together, please send me your story. That sounds really exciting. Um, yeah, I know. I was just rambling about that for a little bit. And then I was like, oh, wait, wait, that's actually really exciting. Um, no, but okay. So today's or to this week's um, fictional creative is actually from season six of Sex and the City. And it is Alexander Petrovsky. He's the Russian in her article. Um, I don't know if you guys have binged Sex and the City. I didn't binge Sex and the City until last month, um, right before I moved into my new place. I binged all of Sex and the City and realized, yes. Why haven't I done this before? This is a great show. I didn't realize how much nudity was in um, Sex and the City, though. And I was like, oh, how was this playing on TV in the in the 90s and early 2000s? But it's fine. Um, so I was binging um, Sex and the City. And in season six, we're introduced to a character, a uh, an artiste 
named Alexander Prostrosky. He is a Russian who spends a lot of time in Paris and New York and everything that is the art scene. And he, um, you know, him and Carrie date for either a good season or a good half a season or for, for enough episodes for him to be important enough for her to move to Paris with him. And she... Like, I know she hasn't been the creative yet of the fictional creative we talk about yet, but we're also going to kind of talk about her in this episode because she is a creative. She has the, the article, the whole reason Sex and the City is a thing, and she, you know, did her book and all this kind of stuff, but she gave, she kind of gave it all away for Alexander, you know, or the Russian. Um, and she gave him, she gave it all away for the idea of love and like, yeah, they, they probably were in love and I, I won't deny it. I don't, I don't know what the writers were going for and all this kind of stuff. Like they were cool. Like their, their beginning love story, I think was cool enough to be important enough for her to realize that she shouldn't have been in it. And I think, um, in, I think us creatives, not even just in the romantic field, um, go through that too. Where it's just like, um, I don't, I, I think us as people, honestly, go through this thing where it's just like, oh, I shouldn't have done this and I shouldn't have gone through this. And like, I love that Carrie never says she should never have moved to Paris or anything. Like she spends, I think it's two months before Big comes and gets her and they run away together and the perfect rom-com, I love it. Um, sorry if you haven't seen it. Spoiler alert. I know it's after the fact, but dude, if you haven't seen it in the last, I think it ended 10, 15 years ago, then that's not my fault. Um, but, but I think, um, we as people get kind of stuck in like, in like, uh, the idea of like, like, they're a really cute couple in the idea of, like, oh, this looks great on paper. This is the idea of the creative goals that I have. This is um, the creative of the rom- – or the, this is the, the idea of the, the creative um, romance that I have. This is all this kind of stuff. And she lost her voice in it. And as creatives, we all have a voice that we're going after. Um, uh, like, we, we have a voice that we have that is the thing that we're trying to get out whether we actually use like if we're a podcaster if we're an actor if we're a a visual artist no matter what kind of creativity that you um immerse yourself in your voice is the thing that is um being portrayed to the world and that's the the important part and she let her voice be smuggled for another creatives um and he refused to, like, even the idea of his voice getting smuggled was not an option. He, um, I don't know if you guys have seen it or anything like that, but there's, like, so many points in it where it's just, like, uh, she would, she would go, she would, like, the, the, ooh, when they're in Paris, it happened before, I think it happened before they were in Paris, so they're in Paris and, you know, people recognized her in Paris to, from Sex and the City and she they they threw they wanted to throw her a party and all this kind of stuff and um it was a day that he was super anxious and needed her with him to go to her, his art show and his um 
his, 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 his. Like, she was even there for him, you know? And she spent so much time not doing her things because she was so busy there for him. Um, and it, and she just got lost in it, and she did that. And the, the one saving grace that she would have, like, had that would have made her remember her creative self, her creative soul, remember what she was doing, um, kind of got taken away from her. Um, and you have to see the season or the episode and all this kind of stuff to like, like really get what I'm talking, like not actually to get what I'm talking about. What I'm talking about is like, I'm being kind of straightforward with it, but like it, I don't know. I love, I, my, Carrie has my heart, so also just like watch Sex in the City. But like, I think as creatives, we let ourselves go through that sometimes, unless we're the Alexander, you know, who is actually the fictional creative of the week, and in a in a cautionary tale kind of way. Um, I know normally I'm like, oh, be like him, and it's like, yeah, I mean, be like him in the way he is. So so gun ho on his creativity and how he goes about it. And I completely agree. I just don't think you should stifle ex anyone else's um, creative journey for your own. That's the cautionary tale of it. But the way that he goes about it, um, I, he, like I said, he's only there for like a season, maybe a half a season or something like that. Um, so like if you want to watch it, you have to watch it. But just heed my heed my my advice for this one um and like the hack is just like be aware um of your creative essence and when you decide to bring someone else into it especially another creative um let them like if you're if you are taking the time enough to be like hey you're important enough that I want you in my life and I I if if you're asking a cr another creative in your life then that you're as or you know you're saying that you were going to be supportive of their creative journey too if you're a creative as well you are a, that's the agreement that is made amongst creative that you both are going to be supportive of the creative journey it does not mean that you're going to be there for everything because you know there is that that moment and and like that moment in um the episode that i'm talking about on sex and city where you know like they had two things at the same night but don't don't stifle each other it's okay to sometimes be separate if you're both working towards enlightening your creative souls and then coming together like they didn't work because they didn't get the opportunity to bring their creative souls together and I'm not saying that that necessarily means they have to have a project together um in every instance but just they they didn't talk about what they were doing creatively throughout the episodes that happened like he was always hiding his art from her he was always like he wasn't allowing himself to be vulnerable and everything creative, everything artistic, everything like that is vulnerable, like everything. Um, I was talking um, to another creative not too long ago and we were just like talking about the vulnerability and even in my last podcast, 
I had a whole episode on just vulnerability and how important it is. And that's what it is. If you can't be vulnerable with your partner, your with like as a creative or not as a creative, what are you like what are you doing? You know? Because your best work is going to happen at your most vulnerable. You have to allow yourself to be vulnerable and you have to allow yourself to be with someone that can make you comfortable enough to allow yourself to seep through in every way possible, you know? Um, so yeah, that's, that's where I'm at. Um, yeah, so like I said, someone just asked me, it was like, what's situationships have to do? Like, like, they're like, what's a situationship? And I'm just like, whew. Sometimes it's the death of creatives, honestly. Thank you so much for, for ranting with me today. As always, I am your host, multifaceted creative Janu Alisa, and I would love for you to share your creative love stories with me, whether it be how you saved yourself from ruining your creative soul in that situationship when it got complicated, or if you and your creative partner are ranting it through together, or if, you know, you're the creative, but you have such a supportive, um, non-creative partner, like, let me know at connect at janu.com. Um, that's connect at sign j-h-o-n-u.com. And don't forget to follow, rate, review Ranting Through Life Life Hacks for the Creative Soul wherever you're listening. And remember, as always, you are the beholder of your creative soul.